0: Chapter 1, verses 19 through 28, of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas, verses 19 through 23. And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he said i am not art thou that prophet and he answered no then said they unto him who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us what sayest thou of thyself he said i am the voice of one crying in the wilderness make straight the way of the lord as said the prophet Isaiah." origin this is the second testimony of john the baptist to christ The first began with, This is he of whom I spake, and ended with, He hath declared him. Theophylact, Or after the introduction above of John's testimony to Christ is preferred before me, the evangelist now adds when the above testimony was given, and this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem. Origin. The Jews of Jerusalem, as being of kin to the Baptist, who was of the priestly stock, send priests and Levites to ask him who he is, that is, men considered to hold a superior rank to the rest of their order, by God's election and coming from that favored above all cities Jerusalem. Such is the reverential way in which they interrogate John. We read of no such proceeding towards Christ, but what the Jews did to John, John in turn does to Christ, when he asks him through his disciples art thou he that should come or look we for another chrysostom such confidence had they in john that they were ready to believe him on his own words witness how it is said to ask him who art thou augustine they would have not sent unless they had been impressed by his lofty exercise of authority in daring to baptize origin john as it appears saw from the question that the priests and the Levites had doubts whether he might not be the Christ, who was baptizing, which doubts, however, they were afraid to profess openly, for fear of incurring the charge of crudality. He wisely determines, therefore, first to correct their mistake, and then to proclaim the truth. Accordingly, he first of all shows that he is not the Christ, and he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. We may add here that... At this time the people had already begun to be impressed with the idea that Christ's advent was at hand, in consequence of the interpretations which the lawyers had collected out of the sacred writings to that effect. Thus Theodos had been enabled to collect together a considerable body on the strength of his pretending to be the Christ, and after him Judas, in the days of the taxation, had done the same, such being the strong expectation of Christ's advent, then prevalent, the jews sent to john intending by the question who art thou to extract from him whether he were the christ gregory he denied directly being what he was not and he did not deny what he was thus by his speaking the truth becoming a true member of him whose name he had not dishonestly usurped chrysostom or take this explanation the jews were influenced by a kind of human sympathy for john whom they were reluctant to see made subordinate to christ on account of the many marks of greatness about him his illustrious descent in the first place he being the son of a chief priest in the next his hard training and his contempt of the world whereas in christ the contrary were apparent a humble birth for which they reproach him is not this the carpenter's son an ordinary way of living and dress such as every one else wore as john then was continually sending to christ they send to him with the view of having him for their master and thinking to induce him by blandishments to confess himself christ they do not therefore send inferior persons to him ministers and herodians as they did to christ but priests and levites and not of these an indiscriminate party but those of jerusalem i e the more honourable ones but they send them with this question to ask who art thou not from a wish to be informed but in order to induce him to do what i have said john replies then to their intention not to their interrogation and he confessed and denied not but confessed i am not the christ and observe the wisdom of the evangelist he repeats the same thing three times to show john's virtue and the malice and madness of the jews for it is the character of a devoted servant Not only to forbear taking to himself his Lord's glory, but even when numbers offer it to him, to reject it. The multitude indeed believed from ignorance that John was the Christ, but in these it was malice, and in this spirit they put the question to him, thinking by their blandishments to bring him over to their wishes. For unless this had been their design, when he replied, I am not the Christ, they would have said, We did not suspect this. We did not come to ask this. When caught, however, and discovered in their purpose, they proceeded to another question, and they asked him, What then, art thou Elias? Augustine. For they knew that Elias was to preach Christ, the name of Christ not being unknown to any among the Jews. But they did not think that he, our Lord, was the Christ, and yet did not altogether imagine that there was no Christ about to come. In this way, while looking forward to the future, they must look at the present. And he said, I am not, Gregory. These words give rise to a very different question. In another place, our Lord, when asked by his disciples concerning the coming of Elias, replied, If ye will receive it, this is Elias. But John says, I am not Elias. How is he then a preacher of the truth, if he agrees not with what that very truth declares origin some one will say that john was ignorant that he was elias as those say who maintain from this passage the doctrine of a second incorporation as though the soul took up a new body after leaving its old one for the jews it is said asking john by the levites and priests whether he is elias suppose the doctrine of a second body to be already certain as though it rested upon tradition and were part of their secret system To which question, however, John replies, I am not Elias, not being acquainted with his own prior existence. But how is it reasonable to imagine if John were a prophet, enlightened by the Spirit, and had revealed so much concerning the Father and the Only Begotten, that he could be so in dark as to himself, as not to know that his own soul had once belonged to Elias? Gregory. But if we examine the truth accurately, that which sounds inconsistent will be found not really so. The angel told Zacharias concerning John, he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias. As Elias then will preach the second advent of our Lord, so John preached his first. As the former will come as a precursor of the judge, so the latter was made the precursor of the Redeemer. John was Elias in spirit, not in person. In what our Lord affirms of the spirit, John denies of the person, there being a kind of Propriety in this, viz. that our Lord to his disciples should speak spiritually of John, and that John, in answering the carnal multitude, should speak of his body, not of his spirit origin he answers then the Levites and priests. I am not conjecturing what their question meant for the purport of their examination was to discover not whether the spirit in both was the same, but whether John was that very elias. was taken up now appearing again as the jews expected without another birth but he whom we mentioned above as holding this doctrine of a reincorporation will say that it is not consistent that the priests and levites should be ignorant of the birth of the son of so dignified a priest as zacharias who was born too in his father's old age and contrary to all human probabilities especially when Luke declares that fear came on all that dwelt round about them. But perhaps, since Elias was expected to appear before the coming of Christ near the end, they may seem to put the question figuratively, Art thou he who announcest the coming of Christ at the end of the world? To which he answers, I am not. But there is, in fact, nothing strange in supposing that John's birth might not have been known to all. For as in the case of our Savior, many knew him to be born of mary and yet some wrongly imagined that he was john the baptist or elias or one of the prophets so in the case of john some were not unacquainted with the fact of his being son of zacharias and yet some may have been in doubt whether he were not the elias who was expected again inasmuch as many prophets had arisen in israel but one was especially looked forward to of whom moses had prophesied the lord thy god will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me and unto him ye shall hearken they ask him in the third place not simply whether he is a prophet but with the article prefixed art thou that prophet for every one of the prophets in succession had signified to the people of israel that he was not the one whom moses had prophesied of who like moses was to stand in the midst between god and man and deliver a testament sent from God to his disciples. They did not, however, apply this name to Christ, but thought that he was to be a different person, whereas John knew that Christ was that prophet. And therefore to this question he answered no, Augustine, or because John was more than a prophet, for that the prophets announced him afar off, but John pointed him out actually present. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? Chrysostom. You see them here pressing him still more strongly with their questions, while he, on the other hand, quietly puts down their suspicions, where they are untrue and establishes the truth in their place, saying, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Augustine. So spoke Isaiah. The prophecy was fulfilled in John the Baptist. Gregory. Gregory ye know that the only begotten son is called the word of the father now we know in the case of our own utterance the voice first sounds and then the word is heard thus john declares himself to be the voice i e because he precedes the word and through his ministry the word of the father is heard by man Origen, heraculon in his discussion on john and the prophets infers that because the saviour was the word and john the voice therefore the whole of the prophetic orger was only sound to which we reply that if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself for the battle if the voice of prophecy is nothing but sound why does the saviour send us to it saying search the scriptures but john calls himself the voice not that crieth but of one that crieth in the wilderness viz of him who stood and cried If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He cries in order that those at a distance may hear him, and understand from the loudness of the sound the vastness of the thing spoken of. Theophylact, Or because he declared the truth plainly, while all who were under the law spoke obscurely. Gregory. John crieth in the wilderness, because it is to forsaken and destitute Judea that he bears the consolatory tidings of a Redeemer origin there is need of the voice crying in the wilderness that the soul forsaken by god may be recalled to making straight the way of the lord following no more the crooked pass of the serpent this has reference both to the contemplative life as enlightened by truth without mixture of falsehood and to the practical as following up the correct perception by the suitable action wherefore he adds make straight the way of the lord as saith the prophet Isaiah. Gregory. The way of the Lord is made straight to the heart, when the word of truth is heard with humility. The way of the Lord is made straight to the heart, when the life is formed upon the precept. Verses 24 through 28. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him, and said unto him, Why baptized thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize you with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not he it is who coming after me is preferred before me whose shoe latchet i am not worthy to unloose these things were done in bethabara beyond jordan where john was baptizing origin the questions of the priests and levites being answered another mission comes from the pharisees and they that were sent were of the pharisees so far as it is allowable to form a conjecture from the discourse itself here i should say that it was the third occasion of john's giving his witness observe the mildness of the former question so befitting the priestly and levitical character who art thou there is nothing arrogant or disrespectful but only what becomes true ministers of god the pharisees however being a secretarian body as their name implies addressed the baptists in an importunate and contumelious way and they said why baptized thou then if thou be not that Christ, neither Elias, neither that prophet, not caring about information, but only wishing to prevent him baptizing. Yet the very next thing they did was to come to John's baptism. The solution of this is that they came not in faith, but hypocritically, because they feared the people. Chrysostom, or those very same priests and Levites were of the Pharisees, and because they could not undermine him by blandishments, began accusing after they had compelled him to say what he was not and they asked him saying why baptize thou then if thou art not the christ neither elias neither that prophet as if it were an act of audacity in him to baptize when he was neither the christ nor his precursor nor his proclaimer i e that prophet gregory a saint even when perversely questioned is never diverted from his pursuit of goodness Thus John to the words of envy opposes the words of life. John answered them saying, I indeed baptize with water, origin, for how would the question, why then baptizest thou? He replied to in any other way than by setting forth the carnal nature of his own baptism. Gregory, John baptizeth not with the spirit but with water, not being able to remit sins, he washes the bodies of the baptized with water but not their souls with pardon. Why then does he baptize, when he doth not remit sins by baptism, to maintain his character of forerunner? As his birth preceded our Lord's, so doth his baptism precede our Lord's baptism. And he who was the forerunner of Christ in his preaching is forerunner also in his baptism, which was the imitation of that sacrament. And withal he announces the mystery of our redemption, saying that he the redeemer is standing in the midst of men and they know it not there standeth one among you whom ye know not for our lord when he appeared in the flesh was visible in body but in majesty invisible chrysostom one among you it was fitting that christ should mix with the people and be one of the many showing everywhere his humility whom ye know not i e not in the most absolute and certain sense not who he is and whence he is. Augustine, in his lowest state he was not seen, and therefore the candle was lighted. Theophylact, or it was that our Lord was in the midst of the Pharisees, and they, not knowing him, they thought that they knew the Scriptures, and therefore, inasmuch as our Lord was pointed out there, he was in the midst of them, i.e. in their hearts. But they knew him not, inasmuch as they understood not the scriptures, or take another interpretation, he was in the midst of them, as mediator between God and man, wishing to bring them, the Pharisees, to God. But they knew him not, Origen, or thus, having said, I indeed baptize with water, in answer to the question, Why baptizest thou then? To the next, If thou be not Christ, he replies by declaring the pre-existent substance of Christ, that it was of such virtue, that though his Godhead was invisible, he was present to everyone, and pervaded the whole world, as is conveyed in the words, There standeth one among you. For he it is, who hath diffused himself through the whole system of nature, insomuch that everything which is created, is created by him, all things were made by him. Whence it is evident, that even those who inquired of John, Why baptizest thou then?, had him among them, or the words, There standeth one among you, are to be understood of mankind generally, for from our character as rational beings it follows that the word exists in the center of us, because the heart, which is the spring of motion within us, is situated in the center of the body. Those, then, who carry the word within them, but are ignorant of its nature, and the source, and beginning, and the way in which it resides in them, these hearing the word within them know it not but john recognized him and reproached the pharisees saying whom ye know not for though expecting christ's coming the pharisees had formed no lofty conception of him but supposed that he would only be a holy man wherefore he briefly refutes their ignorance and the false ideas that they had of his excellence he said standeth for as the father standeth i e exists without variation or change so standeth the word ever in the work of salvation though it assume flesh though it be in the midst of men though it stand invisible lest any one however should think that the invisible one who cometh to all men and to the universal world is different from him who was made man and appeared on earth he adds he that cometh after me i e who will appear after me the after however here has not the same meaning that it has when Christ calls us after him. For there we are told to follow after him, that by treading in his steps we may attain to the Father. But here the word is used to intimate that which should follow upon John's teaching. For he came that all may believe, having by his ministry been fitted gradually by lesser things for the reception of the perfect word. Therefore he saith, he it is who cometh after me chrysostom as if he said do not think that everything is contained in my baptism for if my baptism were perfect another would not come after me with another baptism this baptism of mine is but an introduction to the other and will soon pass away like a shadow or an image there is one coming after me to establish the truth and therefore this is not a perfect baptism for if it were there would be no room for a second therefore he adds who is made before me i e more honourable more lofty gregory made before me i e preferred before me he comes after me that is he is born after me he is made before me that is he is preferred to me chrysostom but lest thou shouldst think this to be the result of comparison he immediately shows it to be a superiority beyond all comparison whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. As if he said, he is so much before me that I am unworthy to be numbered among the lowest of his attendants. The unloosing of the sandal being the very lowest kind of service. Augustine. To have pronounced himself worthy even of unloosing his shoes latchet, he would have been thinking too much of himself. Gregory. Or thus, it was a law of the old dispensation that if a man refused to take the woman who of right came to him to wife, he who by right of relationship came next to be the husband should unloose his shoe. Now, in what character did Christ appear in the world, but as spouse of the Holy Church? John then very properly pronounced himself unworthy to unloose his shoe's latchet, as if he said, I cannot uncover the feet of the Redeemer, for I claim not the title of spouse, which I have no right to or the passage may be explained in another way. We know that shoes are made out of dead animals. Our Lord then, when he came in the flesh, put on, as it were, shoes, because in his divinity he took the flesh of our corruption, wherein we had ourselves perished. And the latchet of the shoe is the seal upon the mystery. John is not able to unloose the shoe's latchet, i.e. even he cannot penetrate into the mystery of the Incarnation so he seems to say what wonder that he is preferred before me whom being born after me i contemplate yet the mystery of whose birth i comprehend not origin the place has been understood not amiss thus by a certain person i am not of such importance as that for my sake he should descend from his high abode and take flesh upon him as it were a shoe chrysostom john having preached the thing concerning christ publicly and with becoming liberty the evangelist mentions the place of his preaching these things were done in bethany beyond jordan where john was baptizing for it was in no house or corner that john preached christ but beyond jordan in the midst of the multitude and in the presence of all whom he had baptized some copies read more correctly bethabora for bethany was not beyond jordan or in the desert but near jerusalem gloss or we must suppose two bethanies one over jordan the other on this side not far from jerusalem the bethany where Lazarus was raised from the dead chrysostom he mentions this too for another reason viz that as he was relating events which had only recently happened he might by reference to the place appeal to the testimony of those who were present and saw them Alcune. The meaning of Bethany is house of obedience, by which it is intimated to us that all must approach to baptism through obedience of faith. Origin Bethabora means house of preparation, which agreeeth with the baptism of him who was making ready a people prepared for the Lord. Jordan again means their descent. Now what is this river but our Savior, through whom coming into this earth all must be cleansed, and that he came down not for his own sake but for theirs this river is which separateth the lots given by moses from those given by jesus its streams make glad the city of god as the serpent lies hid in the egyptian river so doth god in this for the father is in the son wherefore whosoever goeth thither to wash themselves lay aside the reproach of egypt are made meet to receive the inheritance, are cleansed from leprosy, are made capable of a double portion of grace, and ready to receive the Holy Spirit, or doth the spiritual dove light upon any other river? John again baptizes beyond Jordan, as the precursor of him who came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. End of chapter 1, verses 19 through 28.